Margot and I were having lunch at 21, just like girlfriends, with hats on. start <coughs> this is how we're starting yeah this is exactly how we're starting i'm dying really uh-huh mm-hmm. honestly mm-hmm. oh i re- it is my birthday it is Jeff's damn it birthday. hi hi <laughs> well that was such an anticlimactic opening <laughs> i was taking a drink to make sure i didn't start coughing. dead silence instead hello cheap 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 crickets crickets oh i thought we were talking about bur- hello Everyone, a minute and a half in, and we're just now getting our shit together. I'm sleepy. It's like six thirty. This, this movie, though. Okay, continue. Anyway, welcome so, to the show. Welcome to movie twenty-eight on this mm-hmm. list. Episode seventy-eight. Oh my god. We have done That's so insane. Seventy-eight of these episodes. Seventy-eight movies. Not yes. seventy-eight movies. Well, technically, yes. Well, maybe like what seventy-five with the Halloween yeah. and Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, it's about seventy-five with the so. special episodes. But uh, movie twenty-eight. Yep. This was all about Eve yeah. from nineteen fifty, starring Betty Davis and Ann Baxter, George Sanders, Celeste Holm, Gary Merrill, and Hugh Marlowe. Those are the names I'm going to read. <laughs> and Marilyn Monroe. Yes, please do not forget about yeah, Marilyn, Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, Marilyn Monroe. Even though she's in it for like 10 minutes, maybe. That, yeah. yeah. So it's... She's so gorgeous. It's a two-hour and 18-minute long movie. Oh, it's a God. drama. Yeah. It's an 8.4 out of 10 with no meta score. Roger Ebert gave it a four star. Okay. Directed by Joseph L. Yeah, good luck. Mankiewicz. Mankiewicz. <laughs> M-A-N-K-I-E-W-I-C-Z. However you pronounce that. Yes. We'll go Joseph M. Joseph M. Just so we don't butcher people's names. Yeah. The summary is... An ingenue insinuates herself into the company of an established established but aging stage actress and her circle of theater friends. It's a good summary. That's pretty much it. The poster says it's all about women and their men. (laughs) Okay. Which also kind of works. Kind of works, yes. What's should we do like our summaries and whatnot? Yeah, or? yeah. Did you have a summary for this? Did you come up with something witty or fun or anything of that nature? Eve is a creeper. She's a creeper. She is a single white female level creeper. Yeah. Spoilers. Yeah. Eve's a bitch. Eve is a bitch. Like I made a note about a third of the way through this movie that Eve is a creep. That's one of my notes because like, I wanted to. I wanted kind of to just at least make sure we brought that up. She's flat out a creeper. Yeah. Like she's a crazy. She's crazy. She is flat out crazy. Yeah. Let's just say that. Because like you watch this movie and you you know you 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 kind of watch it going okay so she you know she she's a fan she's a fan of her uh, of of uh, Betty Davis's character um, right uh, I'm sorry I'm spacing on what was her character's name uh, Margo. Uh, Margo. Margo Margo that's right I kept quoting Christmas Vacation I don't know Margo I just kept doing that. Um, <laughs> but uh, she, like she, you kind of you kind of like walk away from you. Like, you foresee her going like, oh, okay, so she's just like a fan. Okay, well, she's a, a little more obsessive of a fan. Oh, like, and then you kind of realize that she's not necessarily an obsessive fan. Like, she has a motive behind everything she's doing, and about half, like about yeah, maybe what about 
a little under halfway through is when you really go, oh, she's kind of crazy. Yeah. You just because you just think she's helping, and that's all. That's the point. But yeah, she she kind of goes cray cray. She's all cray cray. She's totes cray cray. Totes. Totes cray cray. I'm totes sorry. I'm reading cray. trivia cray about cray. things. Um, your thought, real real quick, your opinion on the movie? I liked it, but here's the thing. I thought it was going to be more, a little more exciting than it was. Mm-hmm. It was a little more mellow than I guess I had made it out to be in my brain. Yeah. I still really liked it, though. I thought it was it okay. It kept my interest. I think it, it could have been a little shorter. Yeah, it could have. They could have gotten to the point a little quicker with the whole, she's a crazy person. Because I feel like once they revealed that she kind of had... It in for yeah. Margo? Then they they kind of really dragged, dragged it out. It's out. like, oh my god, half this crap didn't need to happen. Right. I mean, yeah. it was also this, you know, like, it was also this developing of Margot's character and like yeah. her real, like, you know, coming to the realization and that that she's getting older because it is also very much so about Margot realizing that she's getting it as an older yeah. actress and yeah. she can she can potentially be replaced. Yes. So it's not necessarily it technically. Contrary to the title of this freaking film, it's not all about Eve. Not entirely. <laughs> it's about actually Eve. almost all about Margot and Eve's the cray cray one. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's it's I, I you know I it was it was okay. I and I'm specifically saying that this film was okay. Yeah. I understand why it's on the list. I understand entirely why it's on the list. I know why it's as high. I guess I know why it's as high. I don't think I'd put it as high on the list though. It dropped 16 places. Okay. God, it was higher. It was 13? Uh, sorry, I can't add. Well, it was 12. <laughs> 12? Sorry, it dropped 12 places. It was number 16. Oh. So actually, you were right. I was right? Okay, yeah. good. My math that was wrong was actually proving that I was yes. right. I... See... No. We're about even for movies rising and falling for the rest of the list. Except for the first one, for number one. Right. That hasn't changed ever. I might get crap for it. I would like to know other people's opinions regarding this movie, but I just, I I don't see why it's so high on the list. I think it should have, a double indemnity should have been higher up than that. I think a double indemnity was, a, was and I, I don't want to say the acting, because obviously when we get to the awards in a minute, there was a lot of awards. This movie has 14 Oscar nominations. Like it, I think it's okay that it's above Annie Hall. True, yes. I just think it probably would. I think it just needs to be dropped down a couple spots. Throw it in like the 30s. Yeah, dropping it down top. a couple spots would yeah. put it in the 30s. Like mid-30s or so. I just, I don't know. Because it's just, I, 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 and I, again, I would love to know why. It's also possible people. because we, in our era, have seen this plot thing kind of done a lot. True. This is kind of a common go This is a common, like, plot device now. Yeah. It was not then, I don't think, as much. That's true. Which, I mean, that's very much so. And that's that right there is probably one of the main reasons why it's on the list is because it was one of the like major films yeah. to do this plot concept really well. The whole idea of somebody coming in, being your best friend, but really wants to take your career away. Like, wants to destroy you and get rid of you to take over your li- your career. Not your life, your career. So, I mean, that's, it's, that's interesting that... That is probably the reason why it's on the list. And it's a good point that you bring up. We've seen this plot happen. There's so many of these movies. Yeah. About a person who just becomes overly obsessed with somebody mm-hmm. or just wants to take over and be- becomes their best friend to double yep. back and double stab or stab him in the back. So. Yep. Backstabbing. Yes. Backstabbing. That's the words I was thinking of. I had I had the words. It's not in the right order. Right. That's what happens. But, yeah. 
So we kind of did our ending discussion. But, yeah. Uh, you know, I just, I so wanted to This may to not talk be the it. longest episode in the no, world. No, I really no. don't think so. I have one Inflation Nation and like five I have a lot. Things. I have quite a bit of trivia. So, well, let me do the awards. Okay. You can scroll through your trivia and find if there's cool things to talk mm-hmm. about. All right. So this film with the awards. Okay. 14 Oscar nominations. Uh, an additional 25 other awards and wins over the years. The uh, Oscars that it was nominated for but did not win were for Best Actress in a Leading Role for Anne Baxter, Best Actress in a Leading Role for Betty Davis, Best Actress in a Supporting Role for, uh, how do you pronounce her name? Celeste Holm? Yeah, Celeste, Celeste Holmes. Uh, Celeste Holm. That would be uh, Karen. She actually died two years ago. Yep. She just she was died. 95 years old. Yeah, it's crazy. She was acting. Like, she had something released this year, <laughs> which is crazy. Um, best Actress in a Supporting Role for Thelma Ritter. So for those of you following along, there was four nominations regarding Best Actresses in a Leading or Supporting Role because of this film. They were all okay. nominations, didn't win. But right. basically, in both supporting and leading, there was two people nominated from this film. Like, that's the quality of the acting. Which, let me say, the acting in the film is done well. Yes. It's done very well. I understand why it was nominated. That's not what I'm confused about it. I just, you know, I, so I, don't get me wrong. The acting was done very well. Right. Uh, continuing on, best cinematography for a black and white film. Best art direction slash set direction for a black and white film. Best film editing. And then best music scoring of a dramatic or comedy picture. The ones that it won best, or the ones the ones that he awards that it was nominated for and won when mm-hmm. it comes to the Oscars would be best writing, screenplay, best director, best actor in a supporting role, which I apologize, I completely forgot to jot down who that was. That got that. Uh, let me look, let me look, let me look, let me look. Oh, uh, that was for George Sanders. Okay. Who played... <laughs> oh, Addison DeWitt. And then finally, Best Picture. So All About Eve won the Best Picture that year for uh, for the Oscars. I actually had looked up to see what it was up against. This this film basically won, all, obviously it won like a lot of the major ones. Went up against Sunset Boulevard which is going to be a future film that we yep. have to watch still. So, spoiler, or I guess that's spoiling my category on that episode. But, oh, no. Oh, no. But basically, uh, yeah, it went up against Sunset Boulevard. Actually, Cinderella was nominated really? for a couple films. Not for Best Picture. Right. But it was nominated for, like, Best like best Original Song right. and Best Music. And actually, I want to say, like, Best Editing or something like that. Uh, but primarily, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was that uh, cool piece of trivia. Regarding the awards. Right. Uh, this film was nominated for 14 Academy Awards. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until Titanic in yep. 97. That's one of my things. Yep. That, uh, that no other film had been nominated for that many Academy Awards until Titanic came around. So, Which I'm pretty sure way back when we watched Titanic, we probably mentioned I think so. that yeah. trivia about All About Eve. So it was kind of cool, though, that it went, that it went, uh, it went that long before, before a film had been... Nominated for 14 right. awards and then still won, including Best Picture. Like it, it won a chunk of them. It's kind of cool. Um, oh, and it's still, I'm stealing more of your trivia, but it's still dealing with the awards. That's why I'm stealing. okay. That's fine. Uh, it's also the only film in Oscar history to have four female acting nominations. Yep, which is cool. Uh, Definitely. And then also the film was nominated or was entered into the National Film Registry in 1990. So fairly early into the history of the National Film Regi- uh, Registry, 
this film has been entered into it. So uh, I've seen there's no technology. I did an amazing rear screen projection <laughs> scene. It's completely yeah, unnecessary. Yeah, what was that? It's, it, what was that? That was Eve and, was that Eve and Addison? I think so. I think it was Addison. Um, walking down the street in New Haven? Yeah, walking down the street. And for whatever reason... No, they were in New York. I think they were in New York. Walking away from the theater. Yeah, I think. And for whatever reason, it wasn't shot outside. They were shot against a rear screen projection of the, of the camera slowly walking down the boardwalk with people and all that stuff behind them. But it was shot... Like, the background was shot specifically for the movie. Because mm-hmm. you saw the theater. It wasn't wasn't like it was stock but right. it just looked odd <laughs> like there was no reason for that shot to be that way it could have easily been something that just had been established like they were standing outside of a building right and then they walked off but <laughs> whatever whatever it was just a weird little moment in the film but again we've already discussed that technology so we're not going to worry about that yep. so with that i am done with my sections okay Lindsay, i shall turn it over to you for your trivia okay. and then we should come back with my sections again That'd be fun. Okie dokie. Okay, I'm going to go over here and just sleep. Okay, because Jeff is apparently sleepy. I'm apparently sleeping. All right, so. I'm awake. What? Betty Davis fell in love with her co-star Gary Merrill during the shoot of this movie, and the two married in July 1950, a few weeks after filming was completed. They adopted a baby girl whom they named Margot. Oh. Co-star Celeste Holm spoke about her experience with Betty Davis on the first day of shooting. I walked onto the set on the first day and said, good morning, and do you know what her reply was? She said, oh shit, good manners. I never spoke to her again. Ever. (laughs) Zaza Gabor? Zaza Gabor. Zaza Gabor. It looks so... I can say it when I'm not looking at it. Oh, yeah. Zsa Zsa Gabor kept arriving on the set because she was jealous of her husband, George Sanders, in his scenes with the young blonde ingenue, Marilyn Monroe. Mm, 33, <laughs> 33 years later, life imitated art when Ann Baxter stepped into Betty Davis's shoes to replace her on the series Hotel in 1983 after she fell ill. Miss Davis never returned to the show. Oh. Uh, Betty Davis filmed all of her scenes in 16 days. Years later, Betty Davis said in an interview, filming All About Eve was a very happy experience. The only bitch in the cast was Celeste Holm. (laughs) The movie's line, fasten your seatbelts, it's going to be a bumpy night, was voted as the number nine movie quote by the AFI. Now, that's another one of those that uh, gets misquoted, too. Yeah. And I was going to try to figure out why I can't remember what it is. It's usually, it's hold on to your seats, it's going to be a bumpy ride. Yeah, hold on to your seats. Yeah, or fasten your seats. fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy, bumpy ride, yeah. Betty Davis's marriage to William Grant Sherry was in the throes of breaking up while she was making the film. Her raspy voice in the film is largely due to the fact that she burst a blood vessel in her throat from screaming at her soon-to-be ex-husband during one of their many arguments. The director liked the croaky quality, so he didn't have Davis change it. Holds the record for the film with the greatest number of female acting nominations. Mm-hmm. Betty Davis's performance as Margot Channing is ranked number five on Premiere Magazine's 100 Greatest Performances of All Time. In real life, Betty Davis had just turned 42 as she undertook the role of Margot Channing and Ann Baxter, still an up-and-comer, not only wowed audiences with her performance, but successfully pressured the powers that be to get her nominated for a best for an Oscar in the Best Actress category rather than Best Supporting Actress. This is thought to have split the vote between herself and Davis. The winner for the 1950 Best Actress was Judy Holliday for her noticeable turn in Born Yesterday. So Baxter's actions, in effect, blocked Davis's chance for the win. Burn. Karen is the only f- character in the film who doesn't smoke. 
Upon learning that he had cast Betty Davis, one of her former directors, Edmund Golding, rang up Joseph L. Mankiewicz and warned him that she would grind him down into a fine powder. This proved to be a redundant warning, as Davis knew better than to mess with the director's finely tuned screenplay. In fact, the director found her to be one of the most professional and agreeable actresses he had ever worked with. Huh. According to the casting director's list, future White House occupants Ronald Reagan and Nancy Reagan were considered for the roles of Bill Samson and Eve Harrington. Margot Channing's famous cocktail dress was an Edith Head creation. To Head's horror, just as they were about to go film the cocktail party, she found that her dress didn't quite fit the fit Betty Davis in the shoulders. There was no time to fix the dress, but fortunately Davis hit on the bright idea of simply slipping the dress off her shoulders. Do you notice in the cocktail party scene they're wearing almost an identical dress? Are they? Yep. Interesting. I picked up on that. I did not see that. Ingrid Bergman was another actress considered for the part of Margot Channing, but she had just fallen in love with my yonic. Sorry. She had just fallen in love with the Italian director, <laughs> Roberto Rossellini, and didn't want to leave Italy. I would blame you. Try 36 years before I was born. She fell in love with my Yoni. It's trying to make you young. No. <laughs> uh, though the most of the score is never mind, I'm not gonna read that one. It's stupid. <laughs> um let's see. For the film's Hollywood premiere at Grauman's Chinese Theater, the neighboring Roosevelt Roosevelt Rotel. Roosevelt Rotel! Hotel Roosevelt! Holy crap! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Neighboring Hotel Roosevelt blanked out most of its neon letters to simply spell out Eve. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I've been to that hotel. It's nice. Contrary to popular belief, Margot Channing is not based on Tallulah Bankhead. The film was adapted from an original story, The Wisdom of Eve, by Mary Orr, who is uncredited in this film, which is based on a real-life incident involving Austria. Austrian actress actress Elizabeth Berg, Bergner during her run in the hit stage thriller The Two Mrs. Carrolls from 1943 to 44. Originally the lead was like Bergner, a foreign actress named Margola Cranston before it was changed to Margot Channing. However, the story about it being based on Bankhead persisted and when Bankhead heard it she reportedly told a live radio audience that the next time she saw Betty Davis she would tear every hair out of her mustache. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. The character played by Marilyn Monroe is called Miss Caswell. Caswell was the middle name of Mary Orr, and un the uncredited author of the short story the movie was based on. The irony was that the director knew very little about the theatrical world, and yet he created one of the greatest classics about that world, even more ironically when he tackled a world he knew much more intimately, lampooning the film community in The Barefoot Contessa from 1954. It was a resounding flop both creatively and financially. <laughs> So what does that go to show you? Make stuff about stuff you have no clue about. Yep. Because it'll be better. Make stuff about stuff. Let's just be completely generic as possible, Jeff. Daryl F. F. Zanuck envisioned Marlene Dietrich as Margot Channing, Jean Crane as Eve Harrington, and Jose Ferrer as Addison DeWitt. The director's early choices for Margot Channing were Claudette Colbert and Gertrude Lawrence. When Crane became pregnant, the director's final choice for Eve Harrington was Ann Baxter because she displayed a bitch virtuosity. <laughs> Sorry, let me repeat that. Bitch virtuosity that he believed Crane could not provide. The other actresses were also named and considered for the part of Margot Channing were also Tallulah Bankhead, who is allegedly based on, mm -hmm. and Susan Hayward. 
hilarious. In the theater scene, Betty Davis mentions playwright Arthur Miller, Marilyn Monroe, who had one of her first roles in this film, later married Arthur Miller. Yeah. The Sarah Siddons Award, which Eve receives, was invented by the writer, director, the writer and director. In 1952, a small group of eminent Chicago theater goers, including Miss Three. Loyola... <laughs> Loyola Davis, the mother of future first lady Nancy Reagan, began to give an award of that name, which also physically modeled the, which was also modeled of the one in the film. In the 1967-1968 Actor of the Year Award recipient was Celeste Holm. In 1973, during the Sarah Siddons Society Anniversary Gala, an honorary Sarah Siddons Award was presented to Betty Davis, even though she never appeared in a play in Chicago. Around 1960, however, Davis did appear in the Tennessee Williams play The Night of the Iguana at the Blackstone in Chicago. So they started a group Yep. based upon the group scene in the film Yep. to then give out awards based upon the awards scene yep. in the film. Weird. Yep. <laughs> the theater scenes for the film were shot at San Francisco's Curran Theater at 44, 45... Geary Street, a couple of blocks from Union Square. Um, let's see. It was voted the 21st greatest movie of all time by Entertainment Weekly. Um, as a special surprise, when Betty Davis was awarded the Sarah Siddons Award, the organizer secretly asked Ann Baxter to attend her presentation, and Davis was not at all thrilled about having to share the spotlight with another actress. <laughs> wow. Hollywood were bitches. This movie's poster was number 24 of the 25 best movie posters ever by Premiere. Bullshit. Poster is stupid. Uh, I do not understand it. Yeah. Let's see. What was that? Top top 25 movie posters by Premiere magazine, which is is stupid because they're the ones who do like the most overrated movies of all time and a bunch of my favorite movies are on there. I'm going to look this list up. Um, let's see. Sorry. Dead air, dead air, dead air. Dead air, dead air, dead air. Dead air, dead air, dead air. Oh, Celeste Holm does smoke in this movie, even though we just said her character doesn't. In the scene where she is awakened by the phone call from Eve's friend, she has a cigarette in her right hand. No, she doesn't. She was sleeping. Whatever. After the film's release, Betty Davis implored the director to write a sequel that would focus on the characters of Margot and Bill, played by her lover on and off-screen Gary Merrill. Many years later, after she and Merrill had married and divorced, Davis ran into the director at a party and said to him, Joe, you can forget that sequel. I've already played it and it doesn't work. <laughs> and one final trivia fact, not about the movie, but about one of our actresses in the movie, Anne Baxter... Following her death in 1985, she died from a brain aneurysm while walking down Madison Avenue in New York. Damn. Um, she was interred at her grandfather's estate at Lloyd Jones Cemetery in Spring Green, Wisconsin. <laughs> She's from Indiana. She was born in Indiana. That's so weird. But it's funny because her character is allegedly from, from Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I'm. Lo- She's the granddaughter of Frank Lloyd Wright. Oh. <laughs> so I'm looking at the uh, the movie posters yeah. that's on this list. I understand why maybe half of them are on the list. I do not understand why. You know what it is though. What? Looking at this list, 
the uh, the movie posters that are on there, there is not a single film from uh, from the from like mid seventies on. Everything is from at least the thirties, forties, fifties, sixties, or early seventies. Interesting. Like it's like the Mummy. Oh, oh sorry, I lied. Silence, Silence of the, the Lambs is on this list, but like, it's a lot of like classic drawing, yeah. classic yeah, Sullivan's Travels posters on there. Yeah, like it's a lot of like classic. Oh, art. Yellow Submarine. And uh, Mary's Baby. Like. I that under- one is pretty iconic. I, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I understand a couple of them, yeah. but I don't understand. Again, most Premiere is of stupid. Them. Do we do we need to go over how Premiere is stupid again? Because that doesn't post- matter. Because they're out of print. That's true. They're weird. All right. Well, anyways, so you said you're all done. Yep. That is the end of my trivia. I shall now talk about my sections. Well, okay. I will do my inflationation first because I have one. One. Inf- one. That makes up for a double indemnity. That was pretty much all inflation nation. All that it was. Ow. So we shall now do inflation nation. Stretching is painful. Okay. Do not stretch. It's painful. It hurts. All right. So five hundred dollars. Spoilers. Five hundred dollars was the amount of money that Eve was paid. Or given, correction, to leave her former town right. due to an affair she was having with her boss at the brewery. Yep. That is the equivalent to $5,300. Oh, wow. Um, I chose 1947, by the way, because the movie was filmed in 1950, and prior to them mentioning the $500, they said that she had left her town three years ago. So right. I just assumed the movie was taking place in the present, and that's the year we went with. So, all right. Well, that's all I have for Inflation okay. Nation. There's, like, nothing in this Well, movie. okay. Well, okay, then. And then, uh, stuff in things with me Jeff with Jeff all right uh, number one remember it's the theater it's the theater 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 it's oh my it's yeah okay number two Oh, of course Eve's parents were a farmer and a secretary to a brewery. Or she said she was a secretary yeah. to a brewery. But of course, that was the jobs that were had. Because she's from Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Of course, that's the... That, the only thing you could have told me was that they were also Packer fans. That's the only other thing yeah, you could right? have done. And then I would have been completely shocked. Number three, Betty Davis looks like a sad clown. She does a lot of the time. Looks yeah. like a sad clown. Yeah. Number four. Number four. Where the hell did all the people come from suddenly at, at the party? party? Yeah, because there was there was they, they were having a lengthy conversation. The mm-hmm. four of them in the living room. Yep. They all walked to the hallway, and then for maybe like fifteen seconds or so, turned around, came back in the room, and as they walked in the room. The piano started playing off screen, yep. and then all of a sudden you heard people talking and laughing and joking in the background, and then all of a sudden there was a ton of people here. It's a magic room, or it's it haunted by the same ghosts that haunt the Overlook Hotel. I'm so excited. I made for a Halloween. shining reference. I was proud of that. All right, number uh, number uh, number five. Oh, Marilyn, you're so gorgeous. She really so was. pretty, so pretty. And finally, number six. What is this movie's obsession with metaphors? Right? Half the dialogue is like metaphor references. It just was bugging me. So, anyways, that is swivel puss. Swivel puss. <laughs> That's funny. That's a callback. It is uh, a callback <laughs> to like. The fourth or fifth yeah. movie we did. That was a long time ago. So that is all that I have uh, regarding this movie. Oh, my fantasy team's losing. 
that also does not have anything to do with this movie. No, it does not. <laughs> so, yeah, anyways. Losing by three, uh, but I have three players left to play tomorrow. Curse later tonight. that fantasy yep. movie. You know what there should be? I, there probably is, and I might just be an idiot. There should be a fantasy movie league where you... That's not a thing. Well, you bet on movies that are going to be released, and you... Put money into No, that's a lot of... We're not playing for money. Well, no, I'm just saying. I'm not saying in real life. I'm, like, saying, like, in the game, like, you bank on what movies will be popular. Yeah. Which one could be... That would go out for a long time. Well, you could do a year. Football's, like, 13 weeks. Well, you you could do a year. That's true. You could just do... You could do the 13 weeks leading up to the Oscars. Was Double Indemnity in black and white? Yes, it was. Okay, so fun fact. Yes. Double Indemnity, Mm -hmm. black and white. All About Eve. Black and white. High Noon. Black and white. Oh. Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Black black and white. white. To Kill a Mockingbird. Black and white. Black and white. We do not have a color film until E.T. I'm going to be blind. (laughs) I think I'm colorblind. So, fun fact, our next movie is... High noon. High noon. <laughs> this is a short one. It's an hour and 25 minutes. That's a Western I can handle. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's going to be fast. Holy a crap. A marshal, personally compelled to face a returning deadly enemy, finds that his own town refuses to help him. Interesting. From 1952, it is a Western drama. Who's in that? Gary Cooper. Gary Cooper. Grace Kelly. Thomas Mitchell. Lloyd Bridges. Mitchell. Oh, Lloyd Bridges is in it. Oh, Lon Chaney awesome. Jr. <gasps> Harry my, Morgan from MASH. My God. I have never seen High Noon. Lon Chaney Jr. walking with the Queen. <laughs> Werewolves of London. Oh. I have never seen High Noon. Mm, I have, but not in a long time. But based upon all those people in the movie, I'm surprised I've never seen it. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of big name actors. Thank you, Lloyd Bridges, for giving us Bo and Jeff. Yes. Yes. Um, Thank you for giving us the dude. Yes, the dude. Because the dude abides. The dude abides. Um. So yeah, well that I'm, I'm, that'll be interesting. I look for that's got to be one of our last westerns. Oh, isn't it? that's Lloyd Bridges. Okay. You just remembered who Lloyd Bridges is? No, I looked. I saw this picture. Yeah. Now airplane. I know who Lloyd Bridges is. <laughs> This is a hell of a week I picked to stop sniffing glue. <laughs> I picked a hell of a week to quit amphetamines. God, I went, why is Airplane not on the list? Airplane needs to be on the list. There's very few comedies on this list. Airplane needs to be on the list. I feel like Airplane is a good representation of like one of the first like good, well-done like, spoof movies, movies that was able to take a normal genre, a normal film, mm-hmm. and have fun the with it. The whole disaster movie thing. Yeah. yeah. Like... I could see that. I mean, hell, we're not saying, like, oh, Airplane needs to be, like, number five. No, no but Airplane needs to be on the list. Yeah, put it at 99 Come on. 100. I'd be, you know what? I'd be ecstatic if Airplane... It was on the list, period. Yeah, if Airplane was the first movie we watched on this list, yeah. I'd be like, I'm okay, okay. with it. <laughs> I'm okay with starting this list off with Airplane. I yeah. love that movie. So next week, we've got High Noon. Uh, movie number 27? Yep, and then the week after that, it's a movie I've been really looking forward to for a really long time. The Shining. Washington. No, Mr. No. Goes to Washington. Yeah, well, since the last uh, Jimmy Stewart movie we watched yeah. was well, it was what uh, Rear Window. Yeah, Rear Window. I'm pretty positive it was the last Jimmy was Stewart it? one because I think that was I think that was I'm I think that was before or no, after. No, we watched. No, wasn't it after? It was after. Uh, um, crap. <laughs> Why am I spacing no, on the one that we pulled? Philadelphia story was our last story movie. After that? Yeah. Oh, for some reason, I thought those were flip flopped. No. Okay, fine. 
Rear Window. Because remember I said that Jimmy Stewart was a good looking older man in Rear Window, and then mm-hmm. we watched Philadelphia Story, and it's like, I really realize oh, I love you. <laughs> and you're pretty. Because <laughs> the rest of our Jimmy Stewart movies are all in the top 25. That's true. Ah, yes. I love Jimmy Stewart. Well, we shall end it there. Okie dokie. And we shall, uh, you know, yeah. We'll, uh, I have a picture of Jimmy Stewart from Philadelphia Story on my iPad. You do on your iPad. Oh. Oh. <laughs> See you again next time. All right. So CK with Dexter. That, Lindsay, hey. <laughs> do you want to say goodbye, Lindsay? It's all uphill from here. Thank you. Kids. Good night, Radio Raheem. And say good night, CK Dexter. Hey. Good night, CK Dexter. Raven. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Okay, bye. No, we just wrapped that up. You know what? You know what? You know what, Lindsay? You know what, Lindsay? What, Jeff? Never get off the fucking boat. Never get off the boat. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Never get off the boat. No, no. I, I, um, well, you know, well, no, tigers can swim, can't they? I don't know. They might be able to. <laughs> Never get, Never off, the get off the boat. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. This has been a production of Ghost Hat Media, proud member of the Ghost Hat Network. Find them online at www.ghosthat.net. <laughs> I like the ending. <laughs>